0: It feels a bit refreshing, as much as death can be refreshing and, you know, (laughs) rejuvenating. (laughs) Hello and welcome to Original Remake, the podcast
1: where we discuss an original film and its remake.
0: Well, not always, Mike. Sometimes we don't talk about a remake.
1: Peter, that's the name of the show, Original Remake.
0: Well, yeah, but what I meant was the remake featured on the show is a sequel, a, a reboot, or unofficial retelling of the same story.
1: So you're saying we're remaking the premise of this podcast? Yes, because just like Hollywood on Original Remake, we are that unoriginal. Well, we are doing a movie podcast, Peter, so... Yeah. It's worked for him. He's carved a career out of it, so.
0: Yeah, exactly. What a terrifying fist <laughs> <laughs> for that world. <one. laughs>
1: uh, I think that I'll just cut in... To you After the, the theme music <laughs> plays right here And I'll just say, me and Andrew uh, From AB Film Review have <laughs> been talking shit About any number of people who are uh, Very successful at uh, Film well, I don't even call it film criticism Film talking no, it's online not criticism.
0: <laughs> Making noise <laughs> Film <Yeah>.
1: noise <laughs> That's what we're going to do today Yeah, uh, th- yeah This exactly. is the ne- episode for original remake That absolutely no one that listens to the show Demanded
0: <laughs> <laughs> She is the woman of the century and I'm talking about her soul now.
1: I hate that sound. Hello? I found you. Go. Happy to see you. You can talk, honey. Come on, tell me your best. I guess you are. I'm sorry we didn't call, but we're <laughs> hiding out. Not for me. Meet Marianne and Paul. Oh, I should have known you'd bring a protege.
0: I'm his daughter. <laughs> looks on your face.
1: Love is my simple. Love is the highest day. You asked
0: me to What is that? When did we last do this? How many years ago?
1: You're pretty domesticated for a a rock star. <laughs>
0: Have I done anything to upset you? <laughs> Do you like some? I don't smoke. That doesn't mean you don't want some. We were friends. Better than brothers. We fighting? Just stop talking. The world is not ready for your honesty.
1: What's the point of Paul in your life anymore? You don't deserve either of them. I fall in love with every pretty thing.
0: You don't want to do this. I love you. You're obscene. Everyone's obscene. That's the whole point. She's the woman of the century. Now that what I've done...
1: The remake, a bigger splash, because it, it made its way to me for about a week and then was gone. Yep. Um, I was thankful for that. Uh, Andrew, I would heard you talk about this film on your podcast, AB Film Review, uh, which I want yes. you to introduce to our listeners right now before we get into it.
0: Uh, so AB Film Review, um, this is out for my first time on Original Remake. So I've uh, you know, been on your other show, War Machine vs. War Horse, a couple of times, so you may have heard me. Talk on there with my wife, Bernadette, and it's just a film review show. Like you haven't heard one of those before. Um, And we're based in Perth, Western Australia. We're apparently the most isolated podcast in the world, where we call ourselves the most isolated podcast in the world. But, yeah, that's about it. We we review films weekly. How fascinating.
1: (laughs) It's a really good tagline. I think I'm going to try to steal that. Uh, I think it works for Kentucky as well. Like we feel very isolated. And so we're not claimed by the South or anyone else really
0: <laughs> in the states. I I watched a documentary the other day um, about I can't remember what it was called, uh, the art of the prank. And it's about this guy who lives in Kentucky and he is like this prankster and he pranks the media mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And the house that he lived in in Kentucky was on, you know, there was nothing around for for acres and acres and acres. And I was like, yeah, okay. So yeah, you can steal it, but you know. And it's very apt. Yeah. So I'll, just, I'll just say
1: that we're an offshoot <laughs> of AB Film Review. You're just yeah. starting a, a whole network of podcasts that are isolated from each other, which I guess goes against the very the idea of a network <laughs> to, to touch yeah, faces with each <laughs> other. Yeah, but it's all right. All right. I
0: would be happy to have you.
1: <laughs> we could talk about a Bigger Splash in person then, um, if people are demanding it. Uh, I, probably not. But I was really excited about this film. I remember talking with you about it that I got a a screener invitation to go see it. And it was one of my more anticipated summer films because I had listened to your, your podcast about it. So uh, in case people had not heard that particular uh, episode um, for the purposes of this show, uh, the easiest question is, had you seen the original film that's based on, I believe the English translation would would just be the swimming pool, which obviously they couldn't um, use again because I think there's another kind of uh, erotic thriller called swimming pool.
0: Yes, with uh, Ludvin Sagnier, which is a really good film. Um, it is. It, until you actually messaged me and said, um, do you want to do an episode on a bigger splash in La Piscine? I was like, oh, a bigger splash is a remake. Okay, well, I was not aware of that. Um, and then <laughs> <laughs> and then I um, I brought up La Piscine, and the cover kind of looks like uh, Belle de Jour in a way um, with this woman, you know, on... on you know, naked laying on her chest and this face of a man behind her. And, um, so apt, I wasn't aware of. It. There's a oh. lot of
1: back porn in this. Like I, I was yeah. really, I found that like to be, and obviously because of its time, uh, I don't think they're going to be, you know, too extreme with nudity, even though there is some, but it was both, uh, both genders here. There's a lot of long pans yes. over someone's back, which I appreciated. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I, I, yeah, I'm, I was surprised. I was like, okay, sure, no worries. Um, I was interested to see the original simply because I, I did love A Bigger Splash so much. Um, you know, it's, it's certainly one of my favorite films of the year so far. And I know that it's a little bit divisive as well. Um, I, I'm curious to find out why, but yeah, so I was, I was interested to seek out the, see the original. Um, but it doesn't match up to the, the remake, uh, which, you know, I know spoiling the answer of the 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 show, which is to find out if the remake is better than the original, well, or the it. original is better than the remake. That's been our that's episode. <laughs> yeah, thanks thanks for tuning in, guys. abfilmreview.com. dot can find us there.
1: I got in my one thing about back porn, and that was it. So funny to so I'm gonna go with the original for that reason. Uh, well, the, okay, the main difference uh, r- right at the top is you know it's very similar uh, premise. I would say the style is completely different it's, it's actually yeah. quite pleasant I, if if you could which i know probably not many people will since we didn't i would watch the original first because uh after watching a bigger splash this feels like the diet coke version in the sense like stylistically like i was i wanted Rafe fines to come in and just amp it up like and that's yeah. that's not it's unfair because that's you know I'm i'm coming at it with the another film in mind and the the tone of this never hints at that. Uh, But a bigger splash is far more lively and in an interesting way. um, A lot of it also has to do with uh, Tilda Swinton and I guess her decision to play the character um, without dialogue for the most part. So it sort of allows the other characters to be broader.
0: Yeah. She's certainly very mute in it, um, which is, you know, it suits her character very well. But I do, I do think that if I came to the original first and then watched the bigger splash, I would have had a much better appreciation for for the original than I did for the the remake. Um, uh, well, maybe they probably would have been on equal grounds, simply because yeah, the a bigger splash is so energetic and so energetic with you know Ray Fiennes just explodes in that film. He is he is. I think it's his best performance, to be honest. I think he's just fantastic in it. And Tilda Swinton, as you're saying, is, is really good too, and she does so much with so little. Um And Matthias Schoonitz as well is also quite good, and D- Dakota Johnson is also very good. But where I think that A Bigger Splash works so much better than La Piscine is that I had an understanding of what was actually going on with the story, whereas in La Piscine I was a bit... No, I had an understanding, but there is so much telling you what is going on and they don't show a lot of stuff uh, in it. So it's, it becomes quite, I don't know, if I hadn't seen the a bigger splash, I would have been a little bit confused. Uh, there's a certain point in it where, um, so essentially the story is this guy comes to this Italian village and re-meets a friend uh, who he had a relationship with and he brings his daughter along. And his friend's, well, his ex-partner's boyfriend is there and goes off for a walk with the daughter. And then in La Piscine, like, you don't see what happens. They just kind of tell you, oh, we went for a walk, and she's a bit upset about it, and that's about it. And I don't know, it just felt a bit strange because it was like, oh, something's happened, and it's supposed to be this big thing because – you know, somebody dies at the end of it because of this thing. Well, I I think possibly because of it, but it's just so vague and so I don't know, empty. It feels, you know, it's from it's made in 1969, and it feels like a film from its era. Did Did you find that at all? Or well, I, I thought it was
1: the original was like far more damning of. Uh the Jean Paul character, which in the, yeah. the in a bigger splash is just Paul. Uh, both of them, there's reference to uh, an attempted suicide, and mm-hmm. um, in the original, it's, it seems like it's blamed more on a professional failure. He's a, a failed writer. Um,
0: yeah,
1: I, I feel like in a bigger splash, it's. It's more. It seems like it's more to do with his personal relationships. Mm-hmm. Like he feels like he's failed his partner as opposed to failing himself. Whereas the original, he he's. I don't know. He's not a likable character at all. Like I, in a bigger splash, I find all of the characters maybe except for Dakota Johnson's uh, Penelope to be somewhat yeah. likable, or I can understand their point of view. Lopis Loppy scene. John Paul <laughs> is. Uh, I don't know, he's a, he's someone that doesn't seem to really connect with anyone. Like, it, like whenever he's with uh, his partner, mm. you, you get uh, a little hint of these, like, sort of power plays sexually. Like, he likes to just take her, but then doesn't yeah. ever seem to be fully satisfied. Like, you never see him happy or pleased. Yes. It's, it's completely different than A Bigger Splash, where I think that the sex scenes are far more there's an attempt at intimacy there. It's not totally yeah. about possessiveness, even though the the broader theme of the film is between these two men. Uh, yeah. That that was my biggest issue. Not I guess not necessarily an issue, but it's just a totally different take on the character.
0: Yeah. And I think because of that, it's, there's a bit, there's not really an entry point for a viewer to get into, you know, being able to understand the characters in Lapisine. Well, I certainly didn't feel that, I could understand them as well as I probably should do, or have an emotional connection with them, especially when he takes a what an olive branch and wipes it on her back or something like back that. Back porn, baby. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was a bit like, okay, is that supposed to be good for your skin, or is he basting <laughs> her or something like that, or is this like something <laughs> Italians do? She really you know, liked I'm, having just... her
1: back scratch. She made a point of that early on. <laughs> no one does it like him. <laughs>
0: Okay, I, I obviously didn't pay attention, and I, I would have failed as a partner for her, but um, that's, apologies. That's me, Andrew, because I actually paused it,
1: and I was like, I like having my back scratched. So I paused it and rewound it and looked over to my fiancé and was like, you watching this? Are you watching how – like, that's how I want to be treated poolside, just, you know. So I expect to yeah. be whacked with an olive branch in the back at some point.
0: Well, that's it. With all your acreage, you can now plant a bunch of <laughs> olive trees and then, you know <laughs> – it's a long-term plan. Olive trees take a while to grow, and you know, in five years' time, you'd be like, "I'm gonna cut a branch of this olive tree." <laughs> Seeing if you remember, but <laughs> um, but I just I don't know. I it felt so. Maybe it's sometimes I've watched old films, and the the um, the transfer, if it has been very grainy or something like that, and that has kind of distracted me from the film a little bit. And when I've watched a, you know, remastered version or something, I've, I've found a lot more, uh, you know, found a better way of getting into the film. And maybe it's the graininess. I don't know. Maybe I'm just grasping <laughs> at straws for a connection to this film. Cause I, you know, it's an interest, like it's shown in a bigger splash that it's a really, really interesting story. And, you know, it's a really, it's a really exciting story in a way but there's no excitement here. It's just feels like four people sitting around a pool waiting for something to happen. You know, one of them goes for a drive at once and I'm like, Oh yeah, something's happening. This is great. You know, he's going fast and nothing happens. Whereas in a bigger splash, you know, there's this great scene with the, you know, he drives the car too fast and ends up in the, you know, doing something drastic with the car and, and that's exciting. That That is something that happens. And it's, I don't know, it just feels like a non-event in a way, especially when uh, the main guy, well, I can't remember his, his name. The um, And I only just watched this yesterday. Uh, Harry, um, when he dies in the pool, it's a bit like, okay, Jean-Paul, stop being a dick. You know, let the guy out. Don't don't be a dick, you know. It's also an extremely lazy
1: way to get out of the pool. Like, <laughs> dude, just swim to the other side. Like
0: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just swim. Just you know, there's four sides to a pool. You don't need to just go to where he is. So yeah, I don't know. It just I wanted to enjoy it, but it's just not it's not that great. And it's it's so long as well.
1: Okay, yeah it's it, so it, very long. It feels like a uh a 90 minute movie stretched to two hours. As you said, there's a lot of hints at things like I'm going to go to town. Does anyone want to go with me? Yeah. And you assume you're going to see some big revelations or when you separate this for some, like they do in a bigger splash that you're going to see, you know, different sides of who these people are when they're put into Mm. different contexts with someone else. And, uh, certainly for all the things they explain in the original, uh, the, the remake really, I think, fully develops their their prior relationships especially between the fines character and Tilda swinton like they, yes yeah it was like i usually hate flashbacks but i really enjoyed them in this film because you're so used to seeing ray fines as a sort of lively uh positive presence and in, mm. in the sense it may be false but He's uh, playing the part of, like, host at all times. Like, you know, he's going to be a storyteller, play some music, dance, all that. Uh, But you get a brief moment when he's basically offering up this woman he loves to his friend. Mm. And he looks like a completely different person. Like, you can see physically the way he's playing it. It's like... He doesn't use those words, but basically that they're bad for each other. Like they cannot, they cannot continue this because they, you know, they're not going to be able to continue living with their lifestyle. They're just, you know, not a good couple. And it's so striking when you see him come back and try to kind of reclaim something because she seems like she's happier, Mm. healthier now. He certainly seems healthier physically. He doesn't seem as worn down. But it's like, now that they've been apart, he thinks like, okay, we're good now. Maybe we can be good together. And I don't get any of that. Like the the Harry character in the original, he's just like some guy. Like you actually, I don't really even know why he's that important to these people. Like they say that they had a prior relationship, but it it could have been anyone really.
0: Well, I think because having a look on the Wikipedia page, it's, it's actually based on a book itself and it feels like, it certainly does feel like a translation of a book or an adaptation of a book in the sense that all that other stuff is left on the page. And, you know, usually I'm a bit an, a bit over films that are really, you know, overdo things and really, really too expressive. Um, not melodramatic, but just simply way too expressive. And I think A Bigger Splash manages to deal with that really, really well because, as you're saying, you know, Ray finds Harry feels like he is larger than life, but he does feel like a, a, a person. You know, he's telling stories. And yes, okay, they're not real. The, you know, stories of Rolling Stones and stuff like that. They're not, they're not real, but they add a layer to him, which make him grounded and believable and gives that history of with him and Tilda Swinton's Marion. You know, you understand that they, just through the stories that he tells that they had lived a life before what you're seeing on screen. And you don't get any of that in that piece. And you feel like, you know, he's just some guy who happened to drive down the wrong street in this place and found this village, you know, this villa. And is like, Hey, there's some white people here. I'll, you know, that's cool. I'll stay here. That's what it feels like.
1: I often say <laughs> you know? that when I drive down the road. <laughs> Which in Kentucky would mean I would never get anything done. Hey, there's more white people. <laughs> <laughs> That's great.
0: Really landed on my feet. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I just it feels it feels like as the saying, you know, there are there's a life that these people are living that it, that occurs off the screen, and it's exciting. And you know, the running time for a bigger splash is almost 20 minutes, half an hour longer than i have seen. It's like two and a half hours longer, but it never felt like that. In fact, I remember when watching it that I actually kind of really wanted a little bit more. I wanted another 10, 15 minutes. And, and for some, I understand, you know, there's this 20 minute sequence at the end of it where, uh, they're dealing with the police and, you know, he's, he's quite a big fan of Marion Lane's music and stuff. And that does feel like it drags on. Um, But I really enjoyed that because it, again, furthered the celebrity of Marion and you understand who she is and you understand what she was and why she has moved to this remote place and wanted to get away from all of that to be a person, essentially, to be somebody with somebody, someone she can love. And if that means that, you know, the old guy had to be killed, I mean, she – I think she is well aware that, you know, Paul killed him, Paul killed Harry uh, essentially, then so be it. It means that she is free from her old life and she's able to be the happy person that she wants to be as much as possible. You know, I don't think she has to sing anymore, I guess, is the way of saying it. Yeah, so it's it feels a bit refreshing as much as death can be refreshing and, you know, <laughs> rejuvenating. <laughs> I don't know. (laughs) It's
1: got to go at the top of the show before the music plays. (laughs) Give people a hint. (laughs) Where your head's at, Andrew. Uh, Yeah, I'm one of the people that kind of agrees as far as like in that 20-minute sequence where we're dealing with like, you know, the minutia of this this police investigation, which isn't – you know, it's not like we're watching Zodiac or something. It's not like (laughs) enthralling work from this. And it it shouldn't be because it's just a guy – He's trying to do his yeah. job, but you know the most simple solution is he got drunk. These people get drunk too much, and that's it. That's what happened. Um, <laughs> I was far more – I think the reason was because at that point in the film, Dakota Johnson becomes so interesting to me as far as how she will respond to this. Because clearly as yeah. the daughter – you know, and any complaints I have about a bigger splash not giving me as much Dakota Johnson as I wanted in that instance, uh, I really have to – taking shoot with the original because it's like I almost forgot the daughter was around after the father <laughs> dies I'm like oh yeah uh do you have a comment on this oh not really <laughs>
0: yeah she's just like okay no worries it's fine <laughs> I didn't really know the guy right. so I guess I'll go yeah. home now <laughs> hey I got a, I got a free trip to Europe you know that's pretty good <laughs> like not not every random guy will give you a free trip to Europe but um yeah there is a gen there feels like a genuine connection uh, between dakota johnson 's penelope and and Harry, and probably for a moment there it does feel like they overcompensate the relationship with the two and add this kind of incestuous relationship that's you know it gives you the impression that he you know he could be very incestuous with with his daughter, but he 's just that sort of person and it's i don 't know it 's just there's so much to to draw on between her relationship with with him and her relationship with Harry as well. And you know it, it's it, it fills in a lot of spaces that the original didn't. And as you're saying, if you if you if you'd watch the original and just watch the original and somebody in a week's time said to you so what about the daughter? How did the daughter go? And you're like, oh yeah, shit. That's right. She's in this film. That there is a character. There is a reason why, you know, she's in this film.
1: They only get <laughs> one no scene s- where she yeah. lays it out. But it's it's like a lot of uh, the dialogue in the film where they just say, Here's what the other character's thinking about you. And there, it's a yeah. very similar scene to what happens in Bigger Splash, but it feels far more personally motivated by her. Not that she's just mm. relaying uh, Harry won't tell you this, so I will. And that seems seems to be her only purpose in La Piscine is just to be like, uh, he doesn't really like you anymore. He
0: may never have liked you, and that's it. Yeah. I mean, most of the characters in La Piscine feel like they're just, you know, spouting off narrative. Oh, he doesn't like you because of this, and I'm not going to do that because of this. And it's like, well, you didn't show me any of that. I don't. Okay, I'll take your word for it. I understand, you know, whatever. I can read the subtitles. I get you know, what you're trying to say, but show me it, give me something a little bit more to, to grasp on. And that goes back to, I think, you know, as you're saying, if we watched the original before watching a bigger splash, I don't think I would have had those feelings because, you know, because a bigger splash is so big and so, you know, jumped off the screen that I couldn't help but think of, well, in that film they did this and they showed this. So, it's a bit hard to sort of say, because I have that film in my mind, it's hard to say if I would have had the same reaction. I probably would have, but I don't know. It just, it's sad because it, it seems like it's a well-regarded film. Uh, it got nominated for something at, I think, the Cannes Film Festival or something like that um, at the time. So, you know, people enjoyed it back then, um, but it doesn't seem to have had a life other than being remade by uh, Luca Guadon, whatever that guy's name is. Well, let's call him so, Luca. Luca, yeah. Director yeah. Luca. <laughs> That's it.
1: <laughs> I, I did have one curious thing, and it, it, I got to the end of it because uh, I, I found myself like I, – I think I've become dumber uh, as someone interacting <laughs> with the arts because I never would have thought in my head, man, I wish this was – in English, I hate having to read this, but now I do because yeah, we were delayed in the podcast because yeah. I have a dog. And there's sometimes, especially in this movie, where there's long stretches where people are just gazing at each other's backs, where I wish I could like turn my head and be like, all right, the dog needs an ice cube or a treat or something. <laughs> like I can walk off and still hear if there's something going on. Um, yeah. And I read in the uh, trivia that there's actually, an, I guess, an English language version where they, they shot every scene twice the same actors okay. doing it in English. And I was like, God damn it. Amazon prime. Like where was that <laughs> option? <laughs> Cause then that I tell so it, I, bad. it wouldn't be a dubbing. So still the original performances, but you know, just an alternate English version. Uh, but apparently the you, editing I, is yeah. slightly different. I don't know. I'd, I'd like to, I don't want to watch the whole thing again, but I'm kind of curious to check
0: out some scenes to see if they were any different. I, I would have been on board with that. Um, you know, I, I won't lie. When I started watching this, I did kind of, I did rewatch the moments that I, I wasn't particularly paying attention to, but at the time there was a football game on. So I was, I had that on the radio, like on my laptop playing. And I had La Piscine on the screen and I was just like, okay, I'm reading what's going on. I understand that. And, oh, shit, we got a goal. And, <laughs> you know, so I did go back and rewatch those just in case I missed anything. I didn't. Um, but <laughs> Glowing reviews here on Original <laughs> Remake. <laughs> I get the feeling
1: well, that we're encouraging people to watch a bigger splash and then they can sort of infer what the original was like. Yeah. Like, with a bigger splash. It's, it's just less... It's just yeah. less interesting. More back porn. That's about it.
0: Exactly. I, I am curious, though. There's two things which I do as much as I enjoy A Bigger Splash that really confuse me about the film. For starters, I don't know why it's called A Bigger Splash. That's a terrible title. I've, heard that.
1: I've heard, I heard that on your <laughs> review. And now having seen the original, I love the title
0: because I think they were saying
1: to the you know millions of fans of the original who have been waiting decades <laughs> for this, <laughs> Any complaints you had about the other one being a little too slow? This one yep. is a bigger splash. Like they're they're saying this is amped up to eleven version of Love.
0: That that, that should have look. I mean, if we only could have had a previous screener of this before the film came out, that would have been perfect for the trailer. You know, all you fans of the original, well, fuck you. <laughs> They could have called this it the swimming pool splash. <laughs> subtitle, a
1: bigger splash, like, you know, exclamation point. I don't know. I, I'm kind of a fan of the title. I th- I think it's maybe a little bit misleading yeah. <laughs> about the, the general nature of the film. It's, I think it seems sillier. I don't know. It's, it seems like they're going for some sort of screwball comedy, Uh but that's yeah. that
0: title, but you know, whatever. Yeah, oh, that's fine. Look, I mean, it's, it doesn't stop me from enjoying it. Um, although the other aspect, which I find really confusing, especially because it's not in the original, is there's this, it's not really even a subplot. It's just a couple of scenes of some refugees who they're walking through, you know, they, I assume their boat lands and they're walking and then, uh, Paul and Penelope see them and they just have this kind of moment where they stare at them. And then they move on and it's like, okay, what, why did you do that? I don't understand. And I think they show them a bit later on as well. Uh, when they're at the, um, the police station and they're, I think they've been caught and you're just like, okay, I don't, I didn't entirely get that. Um, and it felt a bit just weird, a bit like, oh, this is based in Europe and there's currently a refugee problem there. Let's put this in, you know, make it topical, but it just doesn't feel like, anything it doesn't make sense to me at least how about I felt you like
1: well i felt like they were they were trying to do a little bit of the original and that we're going to you know we're not going to let these characters just get away with an accidental death or accidental murder and they, because that's one key difference in a bigger splash is that you know the character that ends up dead is the aggressor he is the one yeah. who attacks the other one and uh Our other character basically is just trying to fend him off and can't get him yeah. to stop hitting him, and so now he does, you know, hold him underwater a bit longer than probably <laughs> necessary. Like there is a certain amount of rage that probably sets in, and he yeah. makes that. But in the original, it is just like, hmm, I think I'd no, like I'm to see not <Yeah>. <laughs> There's really no – he has plenty of opportunities to just walk away and chooses not right. to. So for the refugee thing, I thought that they were – they they wanted to put it out there that these characters – no, they've done something wrong and they will continue to do wrong things if they can maintain this sort of isolated lifestyle. If they they feel they've earned the right to not be interfered with in a way – and so sure. they're going to throw people who had nothing to do with this crime under the bus. Kind of like, you know, Till Swinton's character, I think she says, alludes to, like, I don't know, but, you know, there is a path that yeah. comes up the pool. Like, I'm not saying they did it, but I'm not saying they didn't either. And she fully <laughs> yeah. well knows that her lover
0: has committed this crime. That's true. Yeah. I just, I don't know, it just feels so, it, it just felt so out of place and, and so strange. But is that I guess that's one thing that you like better does... about the
1: original? That they just, they Uh, don't try to frame anybody that you just see a couple that they know one of them is a murderer and they're
0: fine with it. And they're like, yeah, okay, look, this, this stuff happens, you know, (laughs) we know it happens. Harry was getting on my nerves too. I really wanted to believe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Driving that car too fast. (laughs) Um, I mean, they're both kind of implausible in a way, but they both embrace the implausibility. Um, You know, because I guess in the original, it's just like as you're saying, you know, we know one of you two did it, but hey, it's just me here, and (laughs) I got I got to cook food and stuff, (laughs) you know. (laughs) In the remake, they're like, ah, you know, okay, these refugees possibly did it, and I think that I think that it just goes back to the, the I guess the the idea of celebrity in a way that, you know, we're so enamored by celebrity that you know, celebrities could never do anything wrong or anybody who's surrounded by surrounding that celebrity could never do anything wrong. So it has to be those damn refugees, you know, build that wall already. And, um, you know, I think that that's possibly, I think that's possibly what it's going for. I don't know. I don't know. I need to rewatch it again. It's, it is a good film, but that that part didn't stick with me as much and it probably should have because, you know, it's the climax of the film, but I was more enamored by Ray Fine's performance and everybody else's performances that it overshadowed that in a certain way. And especially because, you know, there is so much nudity on display as well. Um, oh, it's, uh,
1: actually, no dick at all in the original film. So. Yeah, none.
0: None. Which, what do you doing? I mean. and Europeans are supposed to be quite liberal and, you know, <laughs> <laughs> clothes, who needs
1: them? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it's not like, you know, it's, 2016 we don't get a lot of that on screen anyway so yes uh, yeah bigger splash thank you for doing the lord's work
0: (laughs) exactly hey look i mean it's equal opportunity and everything you know i was i was quite pleased with um you know seeing it all on display and everything it was good on you yeah and i would
1: say yeah much like the the title uh yeah, they <laughs> splash. splashed. That's it that goes with it. Like, hey, like they couldn't <laughs> they couldn't well, say, you know, <laughs> the swimming pool more dick this time, although that might have <laughs> sold more tickets. Um, hey,
0: well yeah, maybe. It could have done. Yeah. <laughs> How did so, this do in your neck of the woods, by the way? Uh I think it lasted probably two or three weeks. Okay. Um Yeah, it did okay. Yeah. It got it got a couple of screenings and um you know, and that was fine. So, but over east in Sydney and Melbourne, it just played at festivals. It didn't actually get a theatrical run. So it just had a, you know, three or four screenings at festivals, which is saddening because, you know, I think if more people got to see it, it, it is a good film. And it's in English, you know. It's not like, you know, by the sea or whatever. It's, you know, actually entertaining. <laughs> it's a good film. Yes, <laughs> so, but what
1: would... Uh- a bigger splash of numbers have been with the same story. If you put Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt in the roles and you have all this nudity.
0: Oh, I would have been gangbusters <laughs> would have been through the roof. Well, Marvel, maybe I don't know.
1: Marvel would have had to move civil war. like, Oh God, Brad Pitt's penis <laughs> oh, yeah. is finally yeah. coming to the screen. <laughs> move this October.
0: <laughs> yeah. It'd be what fight club two. You know, it's the return of <laughs> a bigger splash. <laughs> It could it could have worked. It could have worked. People, you know, like that film a lot, and whatever, it's fine. So yeah, I you know, it would have. It's got an Oscar winner in it. You know, not the Oscar winners matter, but you know, it's got an Oscar winner in it. It's got the co-lead of Fifty Shades of Grey. What more do you want? I wish here
1: stateside that they had released it later in the summer because I find that it seems like these sort of independent films at least have more of an opportunity to break out. When people mm-hmm. have been just assaulted by superhero after superhero movie or these like really dumb films that you'll see stuff in like you know July where people are like ready to try something new and like you said it has yes. has a recognizable cast, and I think that the premise you can you know the trailer um maybe if they'd cut one that was a little bit more of like a party film and then suckered people in uh because there are hints in the trailer that there's something bad's gonna happen unfortunately like i, I yeah. think that like they go to right up almost to like the you know the third act
0: with some of those shots i yeah. wish they had hidden that a little bit better in the trailer yeah i agree and uh you know it's a it is a shame because of that because it's you know because of the four people that are on screen and because of how energetic Ray finds is in the trailer as well it's it doesn't take a genius to realize why they're rolling out the police tape you know you know Obviously, somebody's going to die and, you know, was it uh, the, the law of numbers or averages or whatever it is, some law out there, the most energetic person's going to die. They don't make it to the end. <laughs> <laughs> A dark episode of original remake. <laughs> if you're too energetic.
1: you got to go. <laughs> Which I think – uh, Going back to the original, that's you know that's the disappointing part is I don't I don't feel like Harry needed to die because he's not that energetic. By your law, I'm like really. Yeah. <laughs> it's just he yeah, seemed a just... dude that was just slightly put out that maybe this guy shagged his daughter. That was it. Like It's like he didn't seem like a force of nature that was like upending their life or holding. Like Ray finds, you know, there's some deep cuts him and his daughter make, oh, yeah. and yeah. loppy scene. I mean, he's just. Basically, like, oh, so you got a gig at the ad agency? I mean, do you like it? Are you gonna give up on writing? Like, that's about as far as it goes. There's nothing yeah. like too aggressive in his. I don't know. So for him to be the yeah. one, and he gets, he actually gets just flat out murdered. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's not like a struggle. It's just,
0: I don't know. He does. Like, I, I remember watching this. I, I rewound it because I was just like, no, you know, it had been, it had been probably about two months since I'd seen a bigger splash, and I was like. I don't think it was that, like, that mean in that film. Like, I don't think that he was that harsh in that film in in killing him. But, yeah, in La Piscine, it's like, nah, you, you got to go, man. You, <laughs> I'm sorry, you got to go. Like, it's just not on. And I've got the best way to cover up this
1: crime. I'm going to change you into swimwear. I'm going to make sure. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even understand what he was. I felt like that was an overreach. I'm like, you know... He had been drinking it's probably well, better off for him just to have fallen in the pool like at all
0: <laughs> exactly, yeah, it makes more sense, you know, and sure, look, I've not killed anybody um but and tried to get rid of a body or something like that and but I would imagine when you're in a heated moment, you know you wouldn't think normally, I guess, but that's just bizarre, like he's if you if you're going with the fact that he was drunk and he fell in, then it makes sense that he's dressed in normal clothes like that's that's what. You know, normal drunk people do. They don't go, I'm going to get drunk and then I might possibly drown. (laughs) So I better put on some bathers. (laughs) It's like, that's not how things work. I don't know. I mean. Because God knows.
1: I don't want the people cleaning up after me. to have to deal with these clothes that are not appropriate attire for drowning in a pool.
0: Well, that's it. And, you know, in the remake as well, they have to drain out the whole entire pool. I didn't entirely get that, though. Like, he's he's so heavy, you can't lift him out. (laughs) No. I didn't. Why do you have to drain the whole pool? That's right, interesting.
1: Okay. Because uh, my my fiance, she wasn't really that big of a fan of a bigger splash, and that was her like one note that she got. Like in the theater, she was like getting angry. Like, why are they doing that? Is is there a need? And I felt like basically after that happened, she was so upset. Uh, not that she connected with the Ray Fiennes character, but that's obviously the part of the film that most people tend to enjoy the most. And so when he was gone, she was like, "All right." I've had it with this film. Like, basically, the story of Harry, that's it. You cut to black. Like, when he goes, I go. And so, when she was seeing, as I said, the minutiae of this investigation during the pool, she was like, you know, raising her arms up in the air and like sighing. And she was very
0: upset. What a waste of water. There's a drought in California. I at least bottle it up and send it to them. I don't know. Yeah. So,
1: not, not for everyone. Like, you know, obviously, a bigger splash. They're going to be, I, and I could see you know but i like that i sort of like the lull i like this feeling that i'm you know slightly hung over or bored at the end of the film in the sense that you have removed mm-hmm. as you said the most energetic character you should have that feeling that missing presence it's like this doesn't even feel like the same movie anymore and i kind of i like when films do shift gears like that especially because yeah. it's
0: necessary for the story here yeah like the air's gone out of the balloon and yeah. but it's it yeah, I, I like it. It feels like a natural way of concluding the story in a way, and that's the thing is that you know certain like if you're going by the the regular three act structure, it does follow that really big high and then a you know a slow decline, and I, I like that. I think it works really really well. It's it is certainly for me it's one of the best films of the year, and it's a lot of fun in a sense. You know, not that I painted out to be the most fun film. You know, it is people get killed and stuff, but. It's it is an enjoyable film and it's, it goes back to those four performances and for that I highly recommend watching it over watching Lapusine. You can live life without having watched Lapisine and you'll be fine.
1: And you'd but, probably live life without listening to this episode, given the-
0: <laughs> <laughs> You heathens
1: <laughs> Yeah, we gotta do we gotta do something bigger. I think you and I had made plans a while ago and I still won't do it to uh to do War of the Worlds since you're the great defender of the Spielberg remake. And I'd yeah, like, to, I mean, I'd like to, that one probably would draw on a few more listeners. Uh, for Oh look, Alien I was
0: happy movie. to hijack the this into a War of the Worlds podcast, you know, <laughs> halfway through. I'm more than happy to <laughs> <laughs> I'll defend that film until the day I die. It's like so Um, I assume we've wrapped up this thing now because, uh, you know, Bigger Splash is good, but I I highly recommend it. Don't watch Lapisine. It's my (laughs) final words on that. But Bernadette did a solo, did an episode of, so uh, Pop Culture Case Study with Dave the other day. And because he'd messaged her, uh, she thought that it was just because I'm really shit at responding to messages that it was going to be both of us. So I watched The Patriot and... (laughs) And no, but and then sat down to record. And I was like, Dave, did you want me and Bernadette, or did you want just Bernadette? And he's like, oh, I actually just wanted Bernadette. And I'm like, no worries. That's fine. That's cool. But one of my notes that I had as well, like I have to say this because I didn't get to say it in that episode. So sorry for hijacking this. But um, one of the notes I had to say was there's a scene in that film where bodies float by. And this little girl stands there watching the body float by. And my first reaction was, you know what? Steven Spielberg's a big, uh, poor of the worlds did this scene much, much better, you know, and Dakota Fanning did a great response to this. And this young girl is just useless. So there you go. You've gotten that.
1: <laughs> well, uh, you know what? I, I'm extending the invitation to you, not Bernadette, uh, to come back
0: and we'll do war of the worlds proper. Yeah. Look, I mean, I'm not saying that I'm a whore, but, you know, I'll do anything, really. I'm open to to really, uh, you know, if somebody asked me, can you do this? I'd be like, yeah, no worries. That's fine. I'll sit down and talk about it. That's I thought you would are- want to do
1: uh, <laughs> Loppy Scene again. If I did, like, hey, let's do another episode where we do the uh, English language version up against <laughs> – uh- <laughs> Let's really get into how they change their performance in the same scene, just with a different language. Probably
0: not so much. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I like his shows and everything, but... I don't even know who that show would appeal to. I
1: don't know who would be listening to that show. Oh,
0: well, right. yeah, exactly. Who knows? Um,
1: I, I do want to highly recommend AB Film Review. It uh, is my favorite film podcasts and i've said that a few times on my other show uh i think andrew uh undersold it a little bit because it is the one is highly quotable it's one that i i do have to stop listening to in the car to gather myself to quote back some of the things that you and bernadette say to each other um okay. so yes once again where can people find ab film review
0: uh so we're on the pod network which is pod um We're pretty much AB Film Review, Twitter, Facebook, uh, abfilmreview.com. You can find us iTunes and Stitcher and pretty much any place that you find a podcast. Um, I used to end that spiel by saying Google it, but I realized that was really harsh and mean. So, you know, just AB Film Review. You can Google it if you like to. I'm not going to force you to Google it. That's really harsh.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I wouldn't give a shout out to Google because they're, you know, whatever their podcast thing is, is so, so crappy, like that I'm not, I'm not shouting at Google anymore. Cause where is it? Where, where's this we, Google podcast thing?
0: We don't have it in Australia. They don't know who we are down here. So even yeah. more
1: reason not to mention that.
0: <laughs> exactly. But I do appreciate the, the love, you know, whenever I listen to an episode of war machine versus war horse, I'm like, you know, the, like uh, the most recent episode, I think it was, I get mentioned quite a bit on there. I really appreciate it. <laughs> I'm like, I had nothing to do with these three films you're talking about, but I'll take it.
1: <laughs> anyway, I'm just going to assume here's what Andrew would say about this. Yeah. <laughs> hey, okay,
0: this is tops.
1: Thank you for listening to another episode of original remake. My co-host Peter will be back for the next episode, which will be uh, about young filmmakers attempting to make a big splash and, well, making a disaster of a film. We will, of course, be discussing James Franco's critically acclaimed hit from this winter, Oscar contender The Disaster Artist. But the reason we are a bit behind on that, other than the holidays, of course, is that the film experience that it is retelling, The Room, is getting, for the first time, a wide-ish release. And so we will be celebrating that, I guess. I don't know. You'll have to tune in next time to hear our thoughts on the room to see if this is something to celebrate. To do so, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or the aforementioned uh, Google Play, which I was a bit dismissive of. And really just anywhere you can get your podcast. We should be on your pod player of choice. You can also go to followingfilms.com where you can find some other podcasts, uh, some of which I host, one of which is a collaboration with this episode's guest, Andrew, called Mark As Played. is a movie podcast on Movie Podcasts, where two podcasts that we highlight and recommend to you inspire a discussion on a particular film. The latest episode uh, up will be on another Oscar contender, Darkest Hour and we discuss the critical acclaim that Gary Oldman has received for this particular performance as Winston Churchill, and if any of us actually needed this particular validation that he may receive in the form of awards and critics' prizes. So it's a look back at one of our favorites. Also on Apple Podcasts, followingpumps.com, and on social media at Played Pod. As for us, this show, we are on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Original Remake. And uh, drop us a line. Let us know an original and a remake you would like to hear us discuss on the show. If not, I'm just going to keep forcing things like a bigger splash. So you're going to leave it up to my own interests, and who really wants that? Definitely not you, Blister. But thank you for listening.